Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. All right, let's get down to part three, and then we are doing pages 108, 108 through 117. Yep. And our crossover is about starting an accountability group, which is awesome, which you should always have, which we kind of have with this. What is Accountability this? buddy. This is a podcast. Yeah, this is a podcast, I think. Yes. This is headache Kristen here today with you. So if I don't <laughs> know period words, Amanda. <laughs> you know, it's menstruation instead, Amanda. Right? It, I really like Yeah, well I think that it's really good instead of saying like, you know, instead of having this negative thought about like yourself and putting on this you know, I am broken thing or like having compromised. Right. Yeah. And j- just saying, well, you know, this is a different version of me that's showing up today. <laughs> right. And like, that's okay because another version is going to show up tomorrow and who knows what that version is going to be like, <laughs> but this is the version that's showing up today. <laughs> and so, you know, I think this is a great segue into the first thing that we're going to discuss. Oh, well, here's the rundown of what we're discussing today. You get to be scared. Fitting goals into daily work and life, breaking it down, and the value of check-ins. I am so pumped for this conversation. Me too. So you get to be scared. I think that's really great, which is important because we're scared all the time. Yeah. Constantly. I like how she said, if you start something new and you're nervous about getting scared, that's like getting nervous about the sun coming up in the morning or something like that. It's like, it's going to have, like, just accept it and it's natural and it's what's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to enter anything new flawlessly. Why do we feel that (laughs) or expect that? Oh yeah. Instagram and social media and everyone else's portrayal of like what they're embarking on. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like, that's, that's what we've been sold over and over and over and over and over again since like the dawn of selling people things right and like we talk about it now as like instagram and social media but you know 1950s people had it with commercials for the first time on television and then i'm sure radio people had it with commercials on the radio and then i'm sure like people before them had it with store windows and, you know, ads in newspapers. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the pretty girl in the ad in the newspaper and how this dress looks drawn on her. Well, she's drawn. <laughs> right? Like, Barbie. So, you know, you get to be scared. You get to be scared about, you know, your first day at a new job or if something doesn't feel right and there's this thing in it's the first season of game of thrones and i think it's different in the book than it is in the in the television show and in the television show aria who's uh the young girl she is talking to her father and she's like you know i can't be brave I'm paraphrasing. I can't be brave because, like, you know, I'm really scared. And her dad's like, well, duh. You know, you can only be brave if you're scared. There's no, you know, 
if you're not scared, then it's impossible to be brave because only in times of fear can you, you know, activate bravery. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, you don't put on a winter coat unless it's cold out. Yeah. And so if you want to be a brave person, then you need to face fear. Yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that, like, because when I, I reference – like you said that story and then it made me think of like when I was a little girl growing up watching Disney movies, right? And the Disney characters about to be brave. I remember as a little girl, like probably watching it for the 50th time as well. Like looking at the character and like going in my head, like it's okay. You're going to make, you're going to be fine. Like just like, I remember as a little girl, not understanding the drama about what was happening. Like, why are you so nervous? Like, you know, it's going to end up well. Like I, and then I think as I grew older and had to do brave things myself, it obviously is not that easy, but I feel like we're so, it's so easy to see someone else's capability in a scary moment and so hard to see our own. Like, I just, I feel like that's always a thing. Like I can always look out and go, no, you totally got this. Like, you're totally capable. Like, how could you not see that? Like, that was always my little girl reaction to Disney movies. Like, like Aladdin, it's okay. Like you're going to get like, you know, whatever it was or like whatever. But I, I feel like growing up, like, which is the whole reason for this podcast, like reminding us of our capability. And even Elise, like how she kind of paraphrased this or what she said in this section is like, you have to feel the fear and then figure out how to, how to handle it. Like it's like a, it's like a crafty thing. Yes. Because we don't feel as capable as uh, we see other people. I think. Right. And I think that in, in that same thing, like as that person, even when you go through those capable moments, you don't see them as capable moments. You just see them as, Surviving. oh, well, that's just that thing that I did. Yeah. Or like, oh, I made it through. Oh, and I hope no one realized how scared I was. Yeah. Right. Or how like, you know, I barely made it through or how yeah. like, oh yeah. Oh, right. I totally got an A in that class, but like, you don't know what I did to get that A. Right. Like, oh yeah. Like I tried really hard and I studied really hard, but like, even though I did those things, I didn't do them like, to my yeah abilities like or like woman right, right. like it, it was hard for me and like not in a way that was glamorous right my, you know my 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 hard work didn't feel good it just felt like sad and for that reason I don't feel like I deserved the A and so I, it's it feels like a shameful A and so I don't want you to make me feel like I look good for getting that A I still feel bad for getting that A. That's so a thing. Please don't, you know, don't give me any praise for that. I just feel, I feel icky about it. Yeah. Yes. That's a thing. That's, is that really, that, is that fall on imposter syndrome? I know you kind of talked about that recently or thought about that recently. I think it's, that's absolutely about imposter syndrome. And, you know, clearly if it is about, A's. And I think that's the easiest thing to like kind of talk about because it's, I don't want to say universal because it's obviously not universal, especially now when in schools, some people get like ones and some people get like twos and some people, (laughs) like somehow that's an F for some people and somehow that's an A in other areas. And sometimes you get like E's and that's an A. And so like, right. But for, you know, for, for argument's sake, 
we'll just talk about getting an A and that meaning like you got a hundred or whatever. Sure. But like, if you got an A, that means you got an A. And like, that's one of the things that I loved about college was that on the first day of any class, they handed you a piece of paper saying, if you wanted to get the best, here's how you could be the best. Here's the things that you needed to do to be the best. Here's when you needed to show up. Here's how you needed to show up. Here's what you needed to hand in. And here's how you needed to do it. And I was like, this is awesome. This is the best thing anyone has ever done for me. You give me a list of how to show up and what to do. I am golden. Because in other places... Because it's it's a a prescription. Right. And in a lot of other places, it's very vague. And, you know, even when I got A's in almost every class in college, I still felt like a failure in a lot of ways because, you know, I thought I saw other people achieving the same thing while doing way less or you know not stressing as hard right and I just thought like a lot of different things like I was less than or you know any of that and if you are achieving like if if you have a goal to achieve and you achieve that goal and then when you achieve that goal you somehow move the boundaries further you change the goal after you've already achieved the goal, that is like imposter syndrome to the max. You can't say, oh, okay, I'm going to give myself a goal, make the goal and say, oh, well, not good enough anymore. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's cheating. You aren't allowed to cheat yourself. Speaking from someone who cheats herself all the time. Right. And that's not fair. You wouldn't do that to your friends. As a, as a good person, speaking to fellow good people, we don't cheat our friends. Why do we allow ourselves to cheat ourselves? Yeah. And then Elise is saying, it's kind of the permission slip saying that scared does not make the goal any less worthy. Or when you achieve it, the struggle to achieve it doesn't make it any less. Right. That you're a lot like, exactly. That fear, that scaredness is built into the goal. That being scared is part of the process. Is that for reaching that goal, getting that A, you're allowed to be scared at any point, whether you're scared at the beginning, whether you're scared during the middle, when you don't know something new, when it's like, you know, if you're a person that gets scared during transitions, or if you're a person that gets scared at the very end when you're getting ready to finish up. Being scared at any point does not discount you from being successful when you meet that goal. And I think a good combat to that is the clear purpose or the clear reason why, right? Because then, or the clear what really matters, like we've been bringing up a lot with this book, because 
that's like your eye on the prize, even when the fear tries to like knock you off the, the path. Like, I feel like that's always helped me. Like when I know why I'm doing something, the fear will come, but I'm like, oh yeah, but the why is still there and I got to keep going. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's a good thing. And I think on. that's another reason why it's really important for us to reward ourselves when we meet our goals. Yeah. Because if we don't have acknowledgement, right, exactly. If we don't reward ourselves, if we don't acknowledge that we met that goal, then it's almost the same as pushing those that like those goalposts back. Mm -hmm. There's no difference between like pushing them back and like setting a new goal. Yeah. You're not really doing anything. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess that happened. Cool. Yeah. And I think that Elise has, yeah, here on 110, yeah, she has this quote, you are brave not because you don't feel fear, you are brave because you feel fear. Being brave isn't avoiding the tough situations, it's recognizing them and figuring out how to get through them. That's exactly the same as what I was saying with the feeling it and that what you were saying between the figuring it out things. And I think that's exactly, you know, I'm rambling a little bit here. Sorry guys. Um, that's the most important part is actually feeling the fear and then using that to inform your decisions. Yeah. Because like, fear is scary, yes. And you don't have to live in your fear and, you like, make your decisions in the fear. But fear can be a really useful thing to help you inform your decisions. Yeah. I like the last line on 111 where she says, there's no ready... Remember, there's just beginning. So like if you negate the fact that you'll never feel ready to start anything, that you will for sure be bad when you first start anything, then there's no like magical combination of things that will add up to you feeling no fear and ready to begin something. So you just have to think of it as starting. Like I'm starting. I'm like, I feel like that's a, a good action item like start as opposed to feel ready <laughs> like or feel uh yeah yeah and i think that that's important to get into the next section about fitting goals into daily work and life is that you know there's never going to be a magical time where you just have you know like an open calendar with nothing to do forever yeah this heading was the first one that I was like, yes, teach me how to do this. Like it was the first heading that felt like new news. Like I loved reading about the other sections, of course, and every other spread she has. But this one, I was like, this is what I feel Elise does really well. And I'm like, teach me your ways. Like, and so I, I, I this was like 112 and 113 was a spread in the book that like I've seen people Instagram this page with the little sun and the rain like image, but like it was what I really wanted to hear her talk about. 
And for me, like, thank God, because I feel like she's very Insta, Insta, she, she's good at her Instagram and it looks like she has a bunch of perfect days of like the perfect nattying situation and the girls that cooperate and like the big open house. Like she, she does make it look like her days are filled with so much space and time, but I love hearing her say she doesn't really feel that way. Right. And I feel like no one feels that way. Right. And like anyone who says and does that is like a huge liar. Yeah. And it's the arrival fallacy we've always talked about. Yeah. And like so many people who like pretend to have this figured out on Instagram or anywhere really. Yeah. It, there's so many of these stories that come out about all of their fakeness and here's like, I pretended to be this person's friend and I ghost writ, ghost wrote, is that actually how you say say the past tense of that word ghost wrote their ghost written yes ghost i had ghost written their instagram for the last <laughs> two, two, two years and here writer of there. right i was right exactly so <laughs> yeah there's just like here's how you know here's how to stage all of these photos right and so if that's like, that's what you want to be, then like, that's the life that you can live. But that's not like, quote unquote, real, like what, would, what most of us would consider real. And that's, I guess, more, it depends on what you, and again, it depends on what you want as a, a consumer, but When you want to talk about fitting things into your life, nobody I you know nobody I know has time to be uh, their own Instagram stylist. In addition to every single other hat, they also have to wear. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, it's we're doing the AE uh, the at the Ali Edwards self portrait challenge. And like we, it takes a lot of time to take, you know, one good picture of yourself in any one of these prompts. So when you have to style your entire life, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And that's not, like, that's not fitting your goals into your daily work and life. That's you know, designing a life that is unsustainable. I agree. And I just, I just loved how practical she talked about it. I loved that she said, you know, a lot of my anxiety for a long time was always, I felt like there was this magical formula I wasn't tapping into, right? So like, I love that she, she did mention like, it's sad that there isn't because if there was, wow, that would be convenient. But it's also freeing when you realize that there's not. Well, Cause totally. Because then, then you don't have to spend all this mental energy fretting that you didn't uncover it yet. <laughs> so that for me was really free. Like the idea that all this mental energy I was spending, spending trying to feel ready or feel um, – 
not as cluttered and stressed and overwhelmed. You're always going to be cluttered and stressed and overwhelmed because that's what encompasses adulting. I feel it now and I only take care of myself. Like I know it's going to get worse. <laughs> like it's going to have to get worse. Like I have just need a better managing system. But step one is like, it's freeing to say, this is how it's going to be. Now let's work with it. Right. Exactly. Kind of. And you know, with the more things you bring into your life, the more things you have to, I don't want to say push out of your life, but kind of kind like of. if you want to keep in harmony in your life, you know, if you bring a bag of groceries into your house, do you have to bring a bag of garbage out of your house? And otherwise your house is going to fill up with stuff. Yeah. It's constant and, maintenance. Right. And, and that's life. And there's not really anything that we can do about it. Yeah. We just need to kind of make our way through it. And I love that she really breaks these three methods down. Me too. On 114 and 115. Mm-hmm. Because one, different methods are good for different people. Two, different methods are good for different things. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I found that sometimes different methods can be good for the same project at different points. For sure. And so like she talks about the recipe method, which is breaking down all of the steps from start to finish in the order that you're going to have to do them. This is really good. And so like for Awesome Ladies Live, this is really good for me at both the beginning and like the almost end mm-hmm. because at the beginning I need to do some stuff like secure the room. I need to do things like, you know, reach out to people very early. I need to do things like set up the price page and say, you know, early bird pricing is open. So like all that stuff needed to happen before now. Right. And then I'm going to get to, you know, the next part, which is going to be the group by task method, which is involving thinking about all the similar actions in a certain area. So it's going to be things like, well, what's going to happen at the Friday night meetup that involves like party planning, you know, all the stuff that has to happen for workshops to happen, Mm -hmm. teach like actually teaching workshops, what has to happen for like to create content. What happens to, like, happen for materials? What needs to happen for, like, swag bags? Mm -hmm. And then, like, what needs to happen for more logistical things? Um, And then finally, then we get to, like, the one step at a time method, which is, like, literally the last, like, 48 hours of, like, (laughs) here's what needs to happen. This needs to happen. Then this needs to happen. This needs, this person needs to get picked up at the airport by this person. This needs to happen by this person. And, like, actually like by the time that happens like everyone who's here like gets their own individual list and that's how all of those gets encompassed into like one project yeah and I think like as planners we've always done this kind of thinking but it's there's something to her giving us words and a title to each type that then we can take almost like an ownership and be more in 
like feel more empowered by the choosing of each one because there's this like weird metacognition going on where we're thinking about how we're thinking about the tasks. Yes. So it's like this weird like empowerment. We're like, oh, well now this needs the one step method. Like I love how she mentioned the one step at a time is for something you've never done before. So you can't see the next part. Like when you, you've done Awesome Ladies Live, this will be your fourth year, right? So yes. you kind of can see the steps ahead of you and have right. to batch them. Right. But for something that you've never done, you go, well, oh, what yeah. do I do first? Like I love, we've always done that. Planners and women and crafty ass females and people that got to get stuff done have always done that. But now we know what we're actually doing. Yes. Um, you haven't seen Jane the Virgin, right? No. Okay, so Jane the Virgin is a list maker, a planner. She is, like, organized to the max. And I was watching, um, I'm doing another watch through, and one of the episodes last night, her best friend is sad because she is feeling like she's falling behind and her, she doesn't have a five-year plan and blah, 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 blah. And Jane is like, well, we can make a this kind of list. And her, her best friend is like, you have different types of lists? <laughs> And Jane was like, you know I do. And it was just like, it felt so, it felt just, it just felt so real. It felt so, I felt so seen. Um, yeah, planners, uh, if, and like organized people, Jane the Virgin, you will, you will feel seen by Jane. And so, um, the value of check-ins. I'm actually really excited about this because I'm going to do this this weekend because I'm going to be snowed in and my head is going to hurt. So I really like doing big visualizations when my head hurts because otherwise I feel kind of useless. Yeah. And so it is, it's like the, the mid-quarter check-in that I'm going to do. So I'm going to look back through all of my, what did I want to accomplish this quarter lists mm -hmm. and see like, where am I? And then I know I'm not going to be even close on some, on some things, mm -hmm. but on other things, I'm going to be way further down. I mean, I'm really good on my one little word. Okay. And so... I'm going to have to change some things around. I know that I was thinking of doing something with my 100 questions days. That's not going to happen. Mostly because I am doing my Are You Kristen Shares videos. So, like, Elise talks here about doing four steps. Reflect on any progress made so far. Assess your interest in the progress. Assess your interest in the project. Reevaluate like your timeline and determine your next step or steps. So I have my 100 Days of All About Me project, which I changed to 100 questions. Mm -hmm. I want to do some... I, I want, to do, I want to do lots more with that. I don't know what I'm doing with that. I might, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where I see that going. Mm -hmm. But 
now that I'm doing Are You Kristen Chairs every day, I don't really have the time to... Or the interest, number two, assess your interest. The interest peaked and then waned at this point. Yeah, and like I, because I wanted to do it as a podcast mm -hmm. and do it with interviews with other people and make them very small, five-minute nice. interviews. And like that's, like, that's a really fun idea. Mm -hmm. And like podcasts aren't going anywhere. No. And I could also do it as a, like an IGTV show. That's not going anywhere. Videos aren't going anywhere. There's lots of different things that I can do. My timeline is, you know, any time. You know, I can make it next year, the year after. So there's no, my deadline is artificial. And if I'm having more fun, more traction, and other things with my other projects, then this is definitely something that I can, you know. Shelf. I feel like, I feel like that's the key right there is you're, you've been so interested and curious about what the videos can become and, and interested in that format. It was a good switch up for you that that's what it is, is the hundred days is, is not a new format and you need a new, you need a switch up right now. Yeah. And, and the more that I've been doing my Arya Kristen shares, the more I've been interested in doing the other show as a video show. Right. But see, that's what I mean. It's like intuitive. Right? Exactly. So, which is my, I now know that the biggest thing I need to do is give it more time. Yeah. And I always feel like, to me, this check-in spread page, 116, 117, number two, like really like popped out to me because I feel like if the interest in the project is strong, one and three and four will not work itself out, but it will feel like you will understand better how one and three and four need to go. Like, I feel like the interest and they're the, so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. That like two is really the key. Like one is to reflect on it. Yeah. But two is felt before reflection even happens. I feel like. Right. Me too, just like, it's like on like neon lights, kind of, but all very important. But I think that interest part is so important. It's the, like the most important part. Yeah. Right. So if you're not interested, you need to change things up. Yeah. So this is awesome. Okay, cool. Next week, we are going to revisit our five-year plan cool. on pages 118 to... Now my computer is dying. I mean, it's not dying. It's just shut. The screensavers. <laughs> so we have to say words for two seconds while it goes back on. <laughs> it's showing me a picture of a beautiful castle. In words, words, the meantime. words. <laughs> I know, right? Every single time I have to say things, I just <laughs> think of the things like words, words, words. It that is was from uh, How I Met Your Mother. They were pretending to talk in the booth, and he's like, words, 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 words. <laughs> that was Jason Siegel. I love him. Um, next week, we are reading 118 to 135. Ooh, a nice very, very, very fun. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that'll be good. It'll be really fun. I really like these pages. Wonderful. Fantastic. That's, that means we're going to finish up part three. 118... Whoa. Yes, 118 to 135, finishing up part three. Have a great week, guys, and we'll be back next week.